Hello, welcome back to Cinespection, the show where we talk about older movies. Uh, today we have a really great one to talk about, one that you won't see in every uh, channel out there. You probably this will be one of the few reviews, unfortunately though, because it's a great movie. Um, I'm Gabe. I'm joined as always by by John, my co-host. What's up, John? What's up, guys? And uh, we're also joined by our friend Lo uh, at Marcelo's Darn on Twitter. Uh, also a member of the uh, suit of geeks. So you went from like stream to the next stream. So uh, I'm sure that's, that's been a busy afternoon. How's it going low? Chilling, chilling. Yeah. I'm stream jumping. It's beautiful out here in California. I'm sorry. It's, I mean, it's always overcast up there for you, right? You're up in the no, Northwest. Yes. Well, I saw, I don't know if you guys saw, but like the, you know, this, the, the honest trailers and they made the honest trailers for the Batman today. <laughs> And they were like, like, oh, Gotham looks like New York. And this time it has the Seattle weather, which I found quite pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Although that's not what it is. Like the Batman is like pouring all the time. Yeah, it is like a little misty, dreary, like little rainy, like you don't need an umbrella, but it's just rainy, so you're wet. So you Yeah, you yeah. throw up your hood and you're good to go. Hood is enough. Yeah, that's that's the Seattle. So it's just it's it's a bit of a a joke. Um so, look, the movie we're talking about this week is called Hard Boiled, um, at least in the U.S. Maybe one of you knows what it's actually called, if it's actually called Hard Boiled in, in Hong Kong as well. But it's directed by John Woo. We reviewed a movie by John Woo two weeks ago. Uh, John, you weren't able to make that show, but, but it was Low and me. It was the first show without you, John. We really missed you. Wow. I, I called Low John by accident at some point. <laughs> <laughs> So um, anyway, it's a it's a great movie. Low, you recommended it. I'm really glad you did. Um, so let's go. Uh, should we start with like why do you think it's called hard boiled, and then we talk about if we like it. Like why do you guys think it's called? I mean, hard there, there's a scene in the movie where they talk about like uh, what are it like a hard cop or or something like that, and it's kind of referenced. I think it's within like the first like 15 minutes of the movie or so. That's, that's exactly it. Um, okay. To be honest, John Woo is very, he doesn't do the whole subterfuge. He's very upfront with what he means. And mm -hmm. uh, John, uh, it, was his, it was his cameo. He plays the jazz club owner and he it's yeah. kind of like a mentor for Tequila, uh, who is Chai Yun-Fat, the wonderful star of this picture. And um, he actually yeah. tells uh, Tequila like, hey, you know, you're hard, you know, you're a hard cop, but they are harder and they as in the triads and the gangsters. Yeah. Right, right. Do you know, though, if it's like, is this called like hard boiled too, and um, like in Hong Kong? Yeah, you know? I actually just looked it up. Um, it was okay. released as hard boiled, and it's a, it's a reference okay. to a hard boiled cop. Yeah. Right, right. And, and it's also, you hardened yeah. by the streets. This yeah. is like a, a different time too for movies coming out of Hong Kong. Don't forget, because like this is before like the transition. So it was really interesting. Because I kept wondering, I was like, okay, I'm watching a movie with subtitles, but there's English like everywhere, like throughout this movie. Even some of us, the the phrases that they use, motherfucker, is only used in English. Okay, there's no other. You can't use that in any other way. Um, but this was also during like the British occupation, occupation, whatever you want to call it, of Hong Kong, right? So like you see a lot of that British influence throughout some of these pieces in the movie, which I found to be super interesting. Uh, well, computers are in English, right? A hundred percent. They have like people looking. Yeah. I mean, we, I have, I have not. Even his notes long. are in English, right? Right. Like, yeah, the, yeah. The notes and the cards um, that he's sending in, with the flowers, those are all in English. 
Yeah. Um, and they're English songs, like Eng English nursery rhymes and stuff that she's singing. And then she's like, do re me. And those are correlating to numbers. And like, I love that coding system. It's really it. cool, actually, because who would ever think to do that? First off, you're in Hong Kong, you're sending English messages. And then those are coded by songs that are then coded by like notes. It's, it's actually a really ingenious way of like coming up with an easy way of, of doing things back then. So hats off. That was a, a really cool thing to see in the movie. Um, but yeah, there's a lot it, of things like that throughout. Right. There, there's a lot of English stuff. And, and just now that you mentioned the, the, the lady, I think she's the, basically the only female character in the movie. Um, and she's like at the beginning, like, like tequila is like, oh, yeah, you know, we used to date. But, you know, I'm like whatever happened so screw it and then i love like by the third act he just starts talking about her as his girlfriend <laughs> he's just like ah fuck it she's my girlfriend you know? well because <laughs> she kicked him out of the house like that's what it's like there's the whole subplot of tequila is kicked out of the house yeah and like because he's this this like she can't break through to him or something I, I, you know like there this movie is this movie is three movies all in one like it is yeah. a it, the only like I don't even want to call it a nitpick. It is a it is, it is a long two hour movie. Like you you've got to know that you're going in for two hours, which is very yes. different than most of like these other like gun fu. I guess this would kind of be gun fu or like kung fu or something from the, like the 80s or 90s. Most of those are going to be like 90 minute type bookends. Um, yeah, broken arrow. For, it was shorter too, and it felt way shorter. Do do, do you think do you agree, Lo? Um, well, also, as as the resident uh, Wu expert here, um, he broke out with A Better Tomorrow in 1986, and it was considered an epic at the time. It was around two hours and actually 15 minutes, I want to say, two hours and 20 minutes. And then he followed that up with The Killer, which is very similar in length. So this was actually the shortened version of his <laughs> bullet ballets, as critics like to call them. And um it's just that that's just how his his style yeah. was back then. Um, he he went for it. He he went all in on this emotional, adrenaline filled you know drama. You know. And that's my only nitpick with the the movie. Like to be completely, and I call it a nitpick because it really like there's not much that you would cut out. Maybe some in the last hospital scene, but other than that, like the rest of the movie needs to be there to like get it through. Um, before you jumped on, what we had kind of thrown around, you know, The Departed, which of course is a remake, but um, very much, very much you can have that feeling in here in the very beginning of this movie where it's like, there's a cop and he's like, is he a rat or is he a good guy? And like, there are some that are both. And uh, that, that kind of plot line goes for what, an hour into the movie? Yeah. John, I am so glad you brought that up. I'm actually about to blow your mind right now. So Tony Leung, who most people in America now know him from Shang-Chi. Thank goodness he finally broke out. But in this film, he plays the undercover cop. Mm -hmm. 12 years later, in 2004, a film called Infernal Affairs, which is what The Departed was a remake of, Tony Leung played the Leonardo DiCaprio character. So this is very much... Um, uh, yeah. yeah, this is like, like the start of that. Um, and the similarities is very, very spot on. He's one of those guys who can play like... like like he did in, in Shang-Chi to a certain extent as well. Like he's like, I'm the villain. But then he gets the moments. He has like that gaze. He has like, he can do like, I could be the villain and I could be the good guy kind of situations. And I think he plays that duality really, really well. Yeah. Um, but something we were saying uh, low before you came in was like, um, 
the movie starts like it, like the departed infernal affairs kind of thing. Then it becomes like a tango and cash or lethal weapon kind of body movie, uh, a buddy movie. And then by the end, it's like die hard. You know, it just goes like, like it goes definitely goes movies. like the last 30 minutes of that movie are full on die hard. Like there yeah. is like, there's a hospital for a bunch of hostile people and there are two cops and it's all them versus everybody else. And they're outgunned. Like, they even make jo- I love that they make jokes throughout the movie. They're like cops with their 38s, like talking about like, you know, <laughs> like a small caliber gun. And then they pull out like literally an M16 with a grenade launcher on the end. And they're like, this is what you use. And you're like, well, all right, cool. But, and everybody has the unlimited ammo uh, cheat, right? Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> Which I loved. I loved. I mean, I was, I, you see them the, load once in the elevator scene. Yeah, the they do load. Day. They load and unload. I have two comments for that. So the first thing is John Woo has been on record saying he knows a lot of what his films portray as illogical, but he thinks that's boring. He does what he feels is right and what he thinks looks good. Mm -hmm. And I think it shows on the film. Like a lot of the fantastical stunts and the sliding across the the, the hospital bed. That's a a Wooism, by the way. Like a guy sliding sliding on the ground. You know, um, sliding down the stairs, like that's a very John Woo style of of uh, gunfighting. But also, he said that reloading, um, it 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 kills the action for him. So he he imagines that they do reload, but he just doesn't show it because he wants to continue the action. Yeah, I mean, there's only one movie that I've that I've seen that has accurate reloads and accurate like gun usage, and and that's john wick but like that's what that movie is like everybody knows that matter of fact you can actually count the bullets in john wick and he reloads accurately in between every single that's actually pretty cool i want to rewatch just to do that yeah you can actually count the bullets yeah it's insane and matter of fact there's uh things that go along with the movie that if you want to see the amount of like kill count with headshot and gun type they have that too so like they actually break it all down um no but Michael Bay, who we love on this show, of course, stole many wooisms. Uh, matter of fact, the whole morgue scene from this movie is very closely resembled in The Rock, where they have a morgue scene with the doors that open that they literally blow open and shoot out of, and they push the drawers out of and are going like this, and then they jump on the cart and slide down and shoot. Like all of that is is here first, right? And it, it's done better arguably because some of the scenes are just in the camera work on this like there's one scene in the warehouse where alan is jumping like alan and tequila are shooting at each other but they're kind of missing and then like alan jumps through a car as tequila is shooting and the car like blows up and he's like going through it and there's three camera takes on it which is awesome there's the back of the car the when he's going through and when he exits and like it's things like that that make this direction style so you you don't see it everywhere it's very much a hong kong style of shooting for sure yeah yeah it's very alive it's very like the the, 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 like john really knows where to put the camera Mm -hmm. to emphasize like what's important and what isn't and like for example that's important because it's probably the jump is right before they're like pointing the guns to each other yeah and only one of them has bullets left right Uh, and it's uh it's alan who still has bullets and he that she just lets them live and then you're like okay so there's more to, to this so it's kind of like the little hints which i think that's something like michael bay i don't know i don't want to say he struggles he just doesn't care anymore because 
every shot is like emphasized as important in a Michael Bay movie. So it's kind of hard to remember everything that happened. And here you're talking about that moment. It's probably like a three, four second moment yeah. where you remember it because John Woo knows where to put the camera. So you remember the important moment, I think. Yeah. Um, Michael Bay used to be better at it. Now he just doesn't give a fuck. So yeah, I think, think that he definitely yeah. kind of just... I'm going to blow shit up now. Like, that's kind of, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. It doesn't look good for John Woo when you look at, like, Paycheck, right? Like, I mean, people just It's weird it. that he got to that level. Like, how did he get to the, like, Paycheck? Probably he lost a bit of creative control. The script wasn't good. Yeah, I mean, there's probably yeah. a lot of things there. But it is interesting because you see somebody who makes, like, a film like Hard Boiled, and you're like, wow, this is freaking amazing. But yeah. how did this guy also make? Arguably, when I, I wish that we would have started a ranking system because I would put Paycheck pretty low on the Cinespection ranking list. But this it's is one of the worst movies we've watched on this yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, but this is like one of probably one of the best movies we've watched yeah. on this show. So it's like he somehow is holding two positions in our Cinespection rankings, which is like best and worst all at the same time, dude. But this movie's excellent, and there's so you know. There's so many other things that we can continue to talk about as far as like his camera work, the the cinematography, the lighting that he does, um, the insane stunts with the cars. We haven't even touched on that, but like this, the warehouse scene, they're coming in with like a V of motorcycles and then they have cars behind it and then they like plow through and then they use the motorcycles to jump the cars and, and then they break in and then they kill everybody, which is like everybody dies in every scene um can i also say because he always like there's at least two or three moments in every film where it's just like what and it's like it's like nonsensical but it just makes for good cinema which is exactly what he goes for i don't know if mm. you guys caught this one of the motorcycle guys there's one guy standing in the truck and one of the motorcycles goes up and hits him inside the truck yeah and then the guy gets up and he shoots him and it's like did he have to crash into him? Probably not, but it looked cool. The motorcycle. The best part is it's like a crash test dummy that's like laying there when that. So you see the motorcycle come in and then you see the back end and then you see like the crash test dummy on the ground as the motorcycle crashes. It makes it so much better to me. Like, And the guy gets up and then he shoots him. It's like, why did you crash into him? What <laughs> was the need? Yeah. It's it's interesting. Like I keep thinking throughout the movie, and this is happening to me a lot when I watch like eighties, nineties movies recently. It's like how many of these things would just not be done by humans these days? It would just be like you know, just a CGI person, you know, and 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 also like action movies. Like they're no long like except for like John Wick and a few others. Like action, pure action is just like kind of like gone from Hollywood, at least in like mainstream. There's several like smaller action movies, like the Liam Neeson stuff, and you know. But but like it's it's, it's kind of dead. But 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 the action movies right now of today would be like Doctor Strange's or the Star Wars, or, to a certain extent, right? And their shots like that would just be done by CGI people. And here they just like threw a puller guy, like here's your helmet, you know. <laughs> like, good luck. This motorcycle. Don't crash too hard. We're gonna put some cardboard boxes in the back of this truck. Run into those. You'll be fine. Like, well, even even crazier. Like they they lit uh, Chow Yun Fat on fire, <laughs> like with a. I guess it was a fake baby. I hope, but like <laughs> he was holding like a fake baby, and he was on fire, and it was him. It was you could see his yeah, face. Yeah. And then I read. Lo, you probably read this three, trivia as well. But right by the end, 
there's a scene where he's like running and everything's blowing up behind him. And then John Woo was like, hey, you're too far from the explosions. <laughs> like you gotta so be closer. <laughs> he was like, you gotta be closer. And then you see the explosion right behind him. Like, right, like just really, really close. And he's just like, he's literally running for his life because otherwise they're gonna blow up on his face. That's ridiculous. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right, Gabe. I mean, I think this yeah. generation for the past decade has just been spoiled with an overabundance of computer-generated gener action. And I think that the practicality of things is just as slowly leaving cinema, and it hurts me. Like, yeah, um, that's why, honestly, that's why I actually appreciate the the bus sequence in Shang Chi. Um, that was all practical. Yeah, that was practical. But, like they had that bus just wreck like a row of cars, and it's like. That is a rare feat in cinema nowadays. Yeah, yes. I mean, unless you're watching a Nolan movie, you're mostly watching CG or a lot of CG, right? Which is kind of funny because I remember a few years back, not to get too off topic, but Sky Captain of the World of Tomorrow came out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the big deal about that movie was that it was all green screen with like actors in it. And like, this is going to be the way that we're going to make films in the future. Um which kind of is right, like a lot. I, of I hope not. Always very green screen. That movie um, looks so dead. That movie. Have you seen well, it, Lo? Did you see I, it? I actually like that movie, but oh. at the same time, it that was not like it wasn't what I was hoped it would be. And and also mm. it, it, the green screen thing, it it wears on you after a while. You're like, this whole thing is fake. It looks like, dead. The movie doesn't look like. I feel like the CGI. Not to go on a tangent, but the CGI was not there for that. Like right now, I was watching. We were just saying before one another. I was watching Thor Ragnarok yesterday, and like the set where they have the Bifrost, you know, like that's all CGI. Yeah. Like there, there's no Bifrost. There's no like you know, but it looks more like lively, even if it doesn't look 100% real because it's not like it looks a bit more and i feel sky captain at that age is the environments look too i mean yeah that was 2003 right so yeah to be fair time. yeah it was like 2004 i think um yeah it was the it technology was has advanced so much farther and and it's to our benefit and to the detriment like for example i was actually re-watching no way home mm -hmm. that sequence with spider-man and doc ock that that fight is excellent it's just yeah. Heavily CG, like yeah, heavily, yeah. but it looks really good though. It's but I mean, if you go back and you look at like the Spider-Man Two and the puppetry that they did, and then you look at like this, you can tell, like you can obviously tell if you put like a Michael Bay or a Nolan movie up against. I don't even know who's making action movies other than like those two, but like you the put Fast and the Furious people, Justin Lin, you know, yeah, Justin Lin. But yeah. yeah, okay, compare any Nolan movie, and we're not going to compare, like, the actual, like, cinematography, but, like, the way it looks, right? Like, the practical effects versus the CG, it looks so much better. Like, in Tenet, like, Tenet just looks amazing, first off. And when they're, like, doing things like running up and down buildings and stuff like that, it's, you can tell. You can really yeah. tell. Or, like, That's the truck flip in Dark Knight. Like, that's oh just, my God. Like, that so is the so most good classic. compared to... Yeah. If so, it was a CG truck doing the same flip, the hospital. There was a truck. There the was hospital. a truck flip. Sorry, John, but there was a truck flip in F nine. Yes. And it was completely CGI. Yes. And it was right, right by the end, like in the last car. I think it's John Cena. I don't even remember that. Yeah. I so, hated that movie, and that's probably why. <laughs> yeah. Is that, I mean, which there's... one is F nine? Is that the last one? That the was last. Yeah. One. Yeah. Oh, the one where they like were Tarzaning cars. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, yeah. that's at the beginning. This like... is like near the end. Near the end, where John Cena, I think when he turns good, he helps Vin Diesel <laughs> flip. It. it doesn't matter because you, all you can think about is the Dark Knight. Um, Flashbacks and uh, they went into space. 
I mean, I really like that movie. What can I say? Um, I rewatched it recently. I it's just like it's one of my favorites. Anyway, tangent inspection. Um, all right, John, do you want to explain the plot? Yeah, okay. I mean, I can. It's not actually that hard. So okay. yeah, we, we, can, yes. we can explain the plot on this one. I I'm got here it. for it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So tequila <laughs> is this hardline cop. Hard really hardline. Hard like, really, really hardline. He is. He does not waste a bullet. Actually, that's a line from the movie, too. He doesn't waste a bullet. So he doesn't waste a bullet. He always gets his guy, and he usually does it by killing them. So, like, that's how the movie is set up, just to let everybody know that we're talking the first 10 minutes. Uh, so he is trying to take down arms dealers in Hong Kong, and. He's been somewhat successful, I think, except for this like tree, this tea house incident that happens where like 30 people die. Also, like millions of dollars of property damage. <laughs> like it's just like they just wreck the whole thing. It's, By the way, it's, the it's body count in this movie is over three. I think I just read it over 300. 300. Over yeah. 300. Yes. It's so, over 9,000. Okay. <laughs> so there's this big. Uh, shootout at a tea house and it's between rival arms dealers. Yes. It is the quintessential double gun. Double guns, baby. Yeah. Literally throwing guns like this. Like, no aim. Just go. Except, I will say, like, Chagum Fat or, you know, Tequila actually does, like, aim and you rarely he's usually using a gun. Like, he's not using you, you see that more on Alan, who's using two guns. Anyway. Well, I mean, but if they go around, sometimes villains are using two guns. It's yeah, just yeah, like every, the, the yeah. At some point, everybody holds two guns at once in this movie. Yes, everybody gets a chance, except for the lady, I guess. But <laughs> everybody right. else. But yeah. she, kills, she shoots somebody, which is awesome, yeah. too. Everybody kills somebody in this movie. At least somebody, yeah. At least yes. one person. Yeah. Man, I, I love mean, this movie more and more. So, <laughs> anyway... So then we start to get into our departed type moment. You find out that like uh, there's a raid going on and Tequila is going to go to this warehouse raid, which he's told not to go to. And then you kind of find out the reason he's told not to go to this warehouse raid is there's an undercover cop there. And you found out that another undercover cop got killed during the, the tea shop raid. His friend so, or whatever. Yeah, right. that was his friend. Yeah. So he goes... And you have this amazing action sequence, which we just kind of went over a bit of with like tons of motorcycles, cars going everywhere. If you thought there were a lot of guns in the first scene, like this scene, like ups the ante. And like now, by the way, there's exploding shotguns in this movie and I love it. That is like a, a 90s thing that I just, I wish there was more of. Um, so you have this other big scene and then our two characters finally meet. And we have Tequila and Alan, who are then going to take on uh, the entire, like, I don't know, arms smuggling ring in Hong Kong. And then they do that, or then they find out that this arms smuggling ring is in the bottom of a hospital. So, But also they're going to they're gonna kill, like, the one arms smuggler is killing the other arms smuggler who was, like, employing. Um, yeah, but um, Alan didn't have a problem killing all of those people because they were all bad guys, even though he was friends with a lot of them. Which he was is friends so with 
such yeah. a weird scene, but it's good. He proves himself. Like that's why that scene is there. It actually makes sense because he is proving himself to the the triad. Um, but he, yeah, he does kill all of his friends and his uncle, the mob boss. So and then we finally get to this hospital scene, which is 30 minutes of nonstop action. I, I do want to reiterate that about this movie. It is nonstop. There are like five minute spurts of no action. And then the rest of it is like on the seat of your pants. Like, or, you know, like just let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. So then you have this huge 30 minute scene where they find the arm, the armory is what they keep calling it. And uh, then the bad guy decides that since he can't win, nobody can. And he blows up the armory. <laughs> And that's when Chad yeah, also almost gets blown up thanks to John Wu, as we just found out in our little piece of trivia. Well, and then the, 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 like I was like, I don't know if you guys felt this way the first time you watched it. Low, at least, like they keep like cutting to the babies, and I was like, why are we looking at babies? I was like, what what's going on? It's, on the poster. it's it's all yes. I didn't see the poster though beforehand, but like 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 it's all about the babies. Like you got to save the babies. Like they have some like uh, I mean I assume they changed for fake babies, but they're like hanging babies from uh like from the side of the building, right? Well, they're not hanging babies. Well, they're holding them. They're they're apparently the original script had Tony Leong being a psycho baby killer. He was supposed to be poisoning their formulas or something, and that was actually why there was so much emphasis on the babies, but. Midway through the shoot, John Woo was just like disgusted by the idea of, you know what, we're gonna kill, maybe like, killing babies and then potentially inspire someone to do that in real life. He was like, no, mm-hmm. and they completely rewrote Tony Leung's character. Um, he originally was supposed to be the the main villain, so it's yeah. it's really interesting. Well, and then they they actually make reference to like how disgusting of a character Johnny is, right? Because he's willing to kill children and and people and the there's a scene where he just goes in and with like a machine gun and like murders an entire room of like disabled and crippled and whatever (laughs) and it's really messed up because his own guy known as mad dog won't even kill these people he's like there's a line you can't cross and this is a guy that they call mad dog and he's like there's no this is a line you can't cross it and like johnny is just like nah we're gonna any nothing matters anything goes like just kill everyone Dude, I love that character. And by the way, he was originally just supposed to be their action choreographer. But John Woo liked him so much on camera because he acted in the 70s. as a, He did a lot of kung fu uh, wuxia films. Um, he was like, no, I need you in my movie. So he made him uh, Johnny Wong's henchman, uh, right hand. And yes. he also felt that Johnny Wong didn't look menacing enough. So he needed the mad dog right hand. So. I will say that thing about Johnny is kind of true. Johnny does not look menacing throughout the entire movie. Matter of fact, if anything, he looks a little soft. Like um, that, he he's supposed to be like this ruthless killer and no holds bar, and he kind of does feel like soft. Like his even because of his suits and stuff like that. I think he's in like these bigger outlandish suits, and it makes him a little larger than life. Um, they should have cast an older person, I think, right? Like, the guy looks a bit, like, for me. Also, he dresses really funny. Did you know he's always wearing, like, weird, uh, I, I mean, that's intentional, of course. Yeah. But, like, weird ties and, like, weird combinations that just don't work. They could have cast, like, an older person, I think, because he's, like, the, you know, the, the boss. So, usually villains in the 90s or 80s were a bit older. 
Well, that's where the that's uncle would come into play, right? So. And apparently, right. Gabe, he wore a different coat with every single like like scene change. What? Yeah, I mean, not surprised. Like he never I mean, wears the same coat if you look. Right. At the, yeah. Just each more outrageous than the last is just. I mean, and that's the thing. It, it feels like because they, they put a lot of work into the characters within you know the confines of an action shootout movie. But like you know, I mean, they took they took put a lot of work into this. Like another trivia thing that I've read is that it took like over a month to shoot the hospital scene alone. I mean, like, it makes sense. That, that that looks like it was a whole bunch of gasoline and just the stunts. And yeah, it, it cur- like, they, again, they wouldn't do that right now, except for Christopher Nolan. You know, like, it's just, uh, it's way too expensive. The movie was not cheap. I don't remember the budget, but it was like, it, I thought it would be cheaper because yeah. back then movies were not as expensive as they are now. Right? Yeah. Um, I mean, it took, I'm looking here, it took 123 days to shoot. No movie, like. You better be shooting Avengers if you're gonna do a 120 day shoot. Like that's a really, really long shoot. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So it's so much practical. I don't know how much like even like the, the main actors use stunt doubles. Maybe not a lot. I, I couldn't tell if they did. Like, they always look like it's them, right? Like, like, but I think, but but within the, the within the movie being like such like focused on the characters because you understand them really well, right? Yeah. Like Chow Jun Fat, like takes on no nonsense they call him tequila you know he's just a guy just like pissed off all the time trying to kick everybody's asses like you know he goes like intimidates his boss like numerous times he's, he's like dirty <laughs> hairy or like uh, yes yeah he's the bad cop the murtaugh you know like yeah uh, yeah i mean but it works so well and he does such a good job of it and i also like how sympathetic they made alan i mean because he seems so heartless when you when you open with him killing a guy mm-hmm. when he walks in and takes the gun out of the book, which I thought was brilliant, by the way. That was, yeah. that, that, that whole sequence is just wow. He walks in and you see a silhouette and it's like white light, and then he turns it right into the and he starts putting his fingers on the books. And um, I love the way that's shot, but also like his thing with the cranes. Um, he makes a crane for every time he kills someone, and it just shows that the undercover part of it is wearing on him, and he's always isolated. He's on the water by himself, just freaking out because he can't freak out anywhere else. He has to put the face on everywhere else, and it's just... Well, um, he I didn't even want to be an undercover cop either, right? Like, that was another big scene in the movie. It's like, he's like, I didn't even want this life. I wanted to, you know, I just wanted to be a normal cop. I didn't want to do this, and they, this is the only option they gave me. So, you know, I it's... I think he says he's like I had two options, either undercover or like on a desk or something like that, right? He's like I don't remember what the other option was, but they were they were like they both sucked, so I guess I just like I, undercover. Like this, honestly, is I'm really glad that you recommended it, Low. I'm really really glad because it was a great movie. Um, it meets like all of the satisfaction criteria of like what we want to watch, right? Um, and like I, I have to say, like, go watch it. If you haven't watched it, it's free on YouTube. Like you can, and it's not like I don't think it's pirated or anything. It's just free on YouTube. I don't know why or how. So there is rights issues right now with distribution, and it's maddening because at one point it was part of the Criterion Collection, but it has not been restocked or reordered. And there is no way to purchase this film. There's no DVD, there's no Blu-ray. And it's like cult action fans and film fans are like, what the F? Like, we want to watch Hard Boiled, but for whatever reason, it's it's tied up in all this like distribution nonsense. So if, if Lo, if you ever hear that it's released, let, let, let me know. I'd love to buy it on, on Blu-ray. I'm going to buy it the second I can, man. <laughs> 
yeah yeah it's 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 a good it's it's incredibly rewatchable um look i, I think uh i there's a couple of like like kind of like funny crazy things that i wanted to talk about um because like of course there's a big suspension of disbelief like the movie just relies on you having that and i think it accompli- like you never think this is the real world and it doesn't you know but there's a the scene where they're trying to get the door open at the basement. <laughs> That's when I was just that, that that was a moment where I was like, okay, this is like they're they're like stretching it here. And I don't know. I mean, there's even more ridiculous things. But that scene, John, can you it describe was amazing. that scene? That scene's awesome because they pour gunpowder into some pipe that they have no clue what it does really, other than <laughs> they think it's electric. And then they shoot it with a gun to blow it up, which would never happen. And then my favorite part is he he just like looks over and sees another electric cable and he's like, I'm gonna start a fire. <laughs> it like blows everything up. Well, they have a good character moment there. But, well, actually, but you know what it was, was uh, Gabe? I, I'm pretty sure that was comedic, like in like intentionally comedic. Because oh, yeah. initially uh Alan has like a little like Swiss army knife, it looked like, and he was like, I got this. And then after like two seconds, he's like, fuck, like because he yeah. couldn't do it. And oh, then yeah. John Pat's like, fuck you, I got this. And then he does the gunpowder thing, but that doesn't work either. So it's like, like they could not do this shit. Like, and then you know. It, <laughs> yeah. it, it is intentionally comedic. Like, 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 yeah, those moments are like, yeah, let's just have fun because it's it's a silly idea. Like the movie's not trying to hide anything, you know. It's just like, yeah, it, this is kind of dumb, but whatever, you know. Yeah. I mean, it it does require you to suspend belief in some ways, but like this is a John Woo film. So like, you're already there. Like, it's not like it's a, it's not a huge jump. It's the same thing with a Michael Bay movie, right? Like we suspend our belief in these things because we want to be entertained. Like it's what we do when we watch movies, period. These directors, a lot of times know how to do it really well. And in this movie, he does it really well. Like, yeah, we're suspending our beliefs. Yeah. These guys are literally jumping through the air, flinging guns with two hands and like, riding motorcycles into the back of cars and like all of these things, but it's awesome. It's awesome because one, they're actually doing it like, yeah, they're not shooting each other, but they're actually doing all of these stunts in the movie. And it shows like Gabe, you even said you couldn't even tell if they were using stunt doubles or not. It shows. Um, And I, I, as ridiculous as these types of scenes are, I think that they are funny and you just laugh them away and you just keep moving forward. I thought it was hilarious when he electrocuted the shit out of himself. Honestly, it was great. And he literally says, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But also, I got to ask you guys, because I didn't know, when I first saw it, I didn't know about this sequence until after, because I I was just researching the film and I was just in love with it. I just wanted to know more about it. What did you guys think about the infamous one shot, one take? It's two minutes and 43 seconds. Did you know about this, John? No, I didn't know that it was a single take. So there's a sequence in the hallway. I'll, I'll, I'll let you look it up and rewatch it when you get a chance. Yeah. There's a sequence in the hallway where um, Chow Yun-Fat and Tony Leung, uh, Tequila and Alan, they're going down the hallway, shooting guys down. They get into the elevator after Alan shoots the guy that was a cop. Yep. And when they're in the elevator, this whole set behind the elevator doors is changing, and the crew is cleaning up the floor. When the elevator door opens, it continues that shot. Oh, so they never stopped. Like they, they didn't cut from the elevator scene. So when That's the elevator door, yeah, it's crazy. Like the elevator opens, I think they like slid the set over and they cleaned it up and they got the stunt people ready and they they continued the action. That's it's it was I did notice it. Like I was like, hey, they haven't cut. Hey, they haven't cut. Hey, they, and it just kept going. 
but the camera also it's not an easy like no cut scene you know for example like when you think about not that i don't love this but like the that scene in um um daredevil with a hallway fight yeah i mean know, that is honestly season. probably it's, one of the like greatest of all time it's no it's problems. awesome it's awesome but it's mostly like you know you follow them like this and then the camera turns around you know it's kind of like pretty in a way like static this one just follows the guy and then you shot this guy and then you go to the guy he shot and you see them through the floor and then it, like the guy was just like hand-holding the whole thing like yeah. um that's it, what's crazy it was handheld yeah it was it was handheld like, like I, again nothing against the, the daredevil thing it was really really good but within the how impressive it was i found this to be even more impressive wow that's some big words yeah i'll have to go back and watch the scene but i do know what you're talking about the scene in the movie where they get in the elevator and everything yeah it's, it's right now the end rewatch it's, it again it's yeah. like yeah. holy shit <laughs> yeah so yeah, like right, the minute right the elevator the doors close, they could just imagine how frantic they are behind the door. Yeah, like, trying to run around and get everything done. And they I got mean, it done, like 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 they did. It didn't like I don't know how many times they had to do it, you know, but you know, the, the one that's in the movie looks amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Well, uh, it, it, I think it's pretty clear our recommendation of this movie yeah. right? <laughs> three, um, th three thumbs up whatever you want to call it like two thumbs up yeah two guns up <laughs> like two guns up um, um yeah. any any final thoughts low john um i would just say guys if you really enjoyed this um i actually prefer the killer um it precedes this by three years um it starts chai and fat again it's just beautiful gunplay beautiful emotional gangster storyline but what I like about the killer is the brom well not bromance, but the the emotional weight of that film carries more for me. I think Hard Boiled is more spectacular because of the action set pieces, but the killer has more of a heart to it that I adore. And um Gabe, Desperado fan, that's all I gotta say, man. There's a lot of Desperado stuff that I could tell Robert Rodriguez loved the killer. Well, we, oh, we should oh, definitely oh, and watch also it. Yeah. The Matrix. The Matrix. Um, you know when Mr. Smith and Neo have the guns on each other when it's like yeah. empty? Straight up stolen from the killer. Like it's shot for shot. The gun empties with the the guns on the heads and they're on the floor. I mean, like, a, big, a big part of the Matrix comes from these movies. You can tell. Like, oh, you... yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the whole shootout in the first yeah. Matrix. Like that was just John Woo all over that. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a cop like it's you know, John Woo was also obviously influenced by early 80s action movies, right? The, the, the diehards in some way or the other, and then he brings it in, brings his style, and then it influences American cinema. It's just it's a cycle, you know, yeah, like it's a, it's the same if you think about you know, think about foreign action movies, but like the raid, you know, the raid was influenced by all these like 90s and 80s action movies then the raid comes up with something way better well not way better but something really really good and then john wick tries to do something similar to the raid you know and then and then probably there's another foreign film doing something similar it's, just, it's a cycle right mm -hmm. it's it's nothing is 100 new you influence the next artist to do their own thing and that that's a beautiful thing i think um all right well um john uh where can people find you you can do all it this right. time I, I don't think I can do it. I don't. You're supposed so. to point at your name low, like yeah. That's so we try every week to go like this. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. so you can't look, and you just have to kind of swing it around <laughs> and go for it. But you okay. find me at Joffrey, and every week here on Cinespection with my wonderful co-host Gabe. And where can we find you, Gabe? 
Uh, people find me at film opinion night is right there. I just got it. I got, you got it. it. You got it perfectly that time. Look at this. It's just a new angle. Usually we do a, a close up. <laughs> All um, right, Low, Low let's do it. Your you. turn. All right, y'all. You can find me at Marcel oh, Zerdin. There you go. And <laughs> hey, I've had a lot of practice with that. I actually like doing that too. <laughs> well, there we go i think we have practice we also suck at it so <laughs> you made you made us look bad low um um well it's always great having you low this this is yeah, really good yeah that will definitely come back maybe in a few weeks to watch the an, another john Wu um uh, film we have a couple of films we wanted to watch but yeah. probably we'll get our to target that. with john claude van damme that's his first american picture we had talked about that one well i yeah, mean we yeah. had to do this like the john Wu recurring thing i think eventually Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm um, here for it, man. Um, I'm all John Wu forever, man. He's the action maestro. I know. He's so good. So good. Um, the other day I saw, like, I mean, we're saying goodbye, but Gareth Evans, the director of um, The Raid, yeah, like, wrote, I don't know if you guys follow him on Instagram, but he wrote, like, like you know, like, a, a, like a message, like, recognizing the importance of the John Wu movies, like, like a, a post you should just check that out i think it was his latest post and i was like okay yeah i mean he you know you know who you learn from right yeah um yeah. all right well this has been sin inspection like and subscribe and we will see you next week